Hello， 你好，非常欢迎你来到我们的财富扩张力线上课程里面来。在这一系列来自财富扩张力的课程里面，你将学到吸引金钱的五大匮乏以及改变它的方法，还有一个疯狂却是创造财富的终极法则，还有什么样的金钱游戏跟陷阱，让我们绝大多数人成为金钱游戏的输家，以及为什么我们会落入金钱游戏的陷阱中？我们要如何改变？如何快速缩短你跟财富之间的距离？在这系列课程里面，你可以在网页影片中的下方下载我们送给你的课程摘要跟练习。透过这些练习，你可以完全的去吸收我们所跟你分享的内容，并且实际的运用到你的生活当中。我们在上一段第一个堂课里面，我们跟你分享了创造财富的终极法则，也就是种子法则。我们也跟你分享吸引金钱的五大匮乏，包含说。即使我们知道如何改变对金钱的负面跟匮乏情绪，但是我们却没有创造金钱的这些知识。还有，我们只改变了表面的信念，但是呢，我们还有更深一层的、更根深蒂固的某个想法，还在我们的内在里面，导致我们觉得明明我们了解限制性信念，但是就是不知道怎么样可以创造金钱。还有，运用吸引力法则，轻松吸引到一些钱，可是钱很快就会消失。或者是我们想达到心灵成长跟身心灵书籍里面所说的那个状态，也就是每一个状态、每一个当下都是非常丰盛跟非常有财富的，但是我们却不知道如何去做到这件事情，或者是不断的清理释放，但是呢，金钱的匮乏仍然会排山倒海的而来。我们也说过，其实上面所说的五大匮乏。都是由同一个根深蒂固的原因所引起的，而这个原因在我们很小以前就开始不断地建立在我们的内在里面，所以导致我们在建立财富会不断在轮回当中。这一系列课程，我们就会教你了解跟解除这个根深蒂固的匮乏原因，开始在建立财富上面觉醒起来，一起走向财富扩张之旅。我们今天课程的主题叫做“金钱游戏的陷阱”。金钱游戏的陷阱，在课程开始之前，我想先请你问自己两个重要的问题。第一个问题：金钱是从哪里来的？它为何会被创造出来？第二个问题是：金钱的系统是如何运作的？现在可以的话，就请你暂停这段影片，花五分钟的时间去回答这两个问题。OK， 现在就请你先暂停这段影片。OK， 你的答案是什么呢？或者，你知道这两个问题的答案吗？你自己对于这两个问题的答案，你感觉满意吗？我们大多数的人都没有学习过这两个问题的答案。你知道这代表什么意思吗？这代表我们一直在不懂游戏规则的地方去玩这场游戏。这就好像我们根本不懂足球的规则，所以我们一直用手去摸球，我们把球射到自己的球门里面。我们甚至抄自己队友的球，我知道这个比喻可能会很好笑，但是在这一系列课程当中，你会明白，原来我们身上的确有防止我们创造财富，的确有防止我们吸引金钱的那个部分。接下来我要问你另外一个问题，这个问题就是，你对于金钱、财富如何运作的知识，你有没有百分之百的信心呢？你有没有自信，当你想要吸引金钱的时候，就能吸引得到呢？你有没有信心自己能够过着自己想要的生活，并且快乐的去创造财富吗？如果你回答是非常有信心，我真的要非常恭喜你。
。然而，绝大多数的人，他们都不了解这些问题的答案，他们都拥有对金钱的匮乏感。为了了解如何解决这些事情，我们先来简单的回顾一下金钱的历史。透过回顾这个金钱的历史，我们可以觉察到一些能够创造财富的方法。过去我们人类，我们生活在一个小小的部落之中。有些人的家里可能是做鞋子的，有鞋子可以穿；有些人的家里是养牛的，有牛奶可以喝；有些人家里是种菜的，有菜可以吃。在那个年代里面，人们只要有一个技能，就能够用技能跟另外一个人去交换价值。但是却有某种困扰，什么样的困扰呢？比方说做鞋子的，他一直用鞋子跟养牛的人去换牛奶。但是养牛的人呢，他们家里已经不需要这么多鞋子了，所以做鞋子的人，他就只好去了解养牛的人他到底需要什么东西。比方说，如果养牛的需要吃菜，他就得先拿鞋子去跟种菜的人交换，再把菜呢拿去换牛奶。但是种菜的人也不一定需要鞋子，所以就从这个时候开始，金钱就开始进入到另外一个阶段，也就是原物料的阶段。原物料阶段，人们他们会使用一些能够代表价值的有形实体来做交易，比如说贝壳，比如说黄金，比如说比如说白银。然后呢，当人们在做一些交易的时候，或者是要到很远的地方去做生意的时候，因为不方便携带太多的原物料，不方便带太多的黄金跟白银，所以有钱的人他们会将这些原物料、这些有价值的实体，去放到拥有保险库的人。他们的保险库里面，请他们保管。然后呢，拥有保险库的人就会给他们一张借据。这个借据就是依据你保险库里面原物料的价值所建立的。这就是银行的诞生。后来人们开始会用借据来交易，而且这个保险保险库的人，他也发现人们很少会把原物料或是黄金、白银去领出去。所以当有人到这个保险库的这个管家到他们家来借钱的时候，他只需要开一张收据，而并没有把真的原物料去借给那些来借钱的人。这个感觉就好像他们几乎能够凭空去创造金钱。现在我们准备了一段影片，当你了解完待会的影片之后，了解完里面的概念之后，我们再继续的去探讨这个金钱游戏的陷阱。Something out, okay? I mean, you said I'm a good credit guy, right? I mean, hey, wait! My dad is in there. No, don't take my dream. <laughs> oh, how did this happen? Hardman, is that you? 
It's been a long time since the fourth grade. Is that a time machine? There's no need to concern yourself with my stunned accomplishments. Best get in. There's not much time. I gotta go down to the bank and get my life back. They took everything! Oh, bank ain't gonna help you now. Towel in the truck. Extra set of balls. Put them on. You're gonna need them. You're gonna get my dream back? No, pal. You are. I'm here to show you how. <laughs> Submitted for your approval. One, First National Bank. What is a bank, you ask? A curious place where both space, time, and irony exist. And yet, don't. Are uh, you going to be doing that the whole time? Pay attention, pile. Exhibit A, those who have come to deposit and safely store their earned monies. Exhibit B, those who need to borrow said money for purposes unknown. Hey, that's me! Ergo. Exhibit C. The bank only has so much money in the vault to lend out to people such as you. Hey, hey, that's the guy. He took my house. Really screwing my vibe here, pile. Space-time continuum. He can't hear you. Just let me narrate. Now, where was I? <clears throat> so you see, by the time he got to you, pile, his bank was out of money. But he gave me lots of money and charged me a lot of interest. Yes, that's the only way banks make money. By making debt loans, debt equals money pile. Remember that. Debt equals money. The more loans they make, the more money they make. But if they don't have any money, then where did my money come from? You're going to want to take a step back, pile. Whoa. No way. Yes way. And that's nothing. Hey, buddy. Need some money? They didn't do that. Oh, they did exactly that, pile. Remember, banks make money by making loans, by selling debt, even to bad credit risks. Yo, have some money, dude. Just sign here. Oh, my gosh. Mmm, they called it free money. Yeah, that's exactly what my loan guy told me. Free money. But it ain't free. The worst power was offering money to people who don't even need it. People power like you. You're right. I didn't need him. I was happy here. I didn't need it. Why is he sad? He's making all that money. Shh. He's thinking. Now wait for it. Now wait for it. Bingo. See, the bank is loaned to everyone in town. But to make more money, they have to loan even more. More? How much money do they need? More. Oh, what's that? Behold, a black horse riding a credit card. I mean, it's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. What now? Now, with pie with all this money, we might as well party. Oh, 
is awesome. I needed to get my head clear. When I get back, I'm going to straighten all this out. I just hope Dream is doing okay. <laughs> I'm going to get you, my pretty. Yep, he is. I'm sure he is. <laughs> you put it on his tab. Little something for yourself. Wait. You know, wait a second, Harmon. I, I just thought of something. If I got this money from the bank, and the bank got it from the Federal Reserve dump trucks, go on. Then where does the Federal Reserve get their money? Real nice time, ladies. Real nice. Now, excuse me while I borrow it. Say, Hartman. Why am I wearing a burglar bikini top? Because no one is allowed inside the Fed. Not you, not me, no American citizen, no duly elected member of our Congress, not the Supreme Court. Not the Supreme Court? Not the Supreme Court. Not the Justice Department, not the CIA, DIA, FBI, ATF, ATE, NBC, not even G-O-D. How come the government isn't allowed inside its own building? Government? Ah, the Fed is a private bank owned by private stockholders. Do not let the name Federal fool you. This place is about as Federal as Federal Express. A, a, a private bank? A private? Shh. Best to keep your voice down, Bob. This is Ethan, Federal Reserve. Hey, Ethan, Bill here, First National. Hi there, Bill. How are you? Good, good. We're running a little low on money. No problem. How much you need? Oh, how does 20 million sound? What? Excellent. We'll ship it over first thing tomorrow. Wait, he can just call up the Fed and ask for more money and they give him whatever they want? No, pal. The Fed don't give the banks money. The Fed loans the banks money. The banks have to pay it back with interest. Now, come on, time to go. Wait, 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 wait. I, I still don't understand. Where does the Fed get their money? I mean, if they're a private bank. You said they're a private bank, right? Okay, so who puts money into the Fed Bank? This is Mel, United States Mint. Hi, Mel. First National needs another 20 millis. We're already running the presses full steam here, Ethan. Gotta keep making loans. Gotta keep the money flowing. All right, you're the Fed. Whatever you guys say, 20 million more by morning. But I don't get it. What's so wrong about the Fed printing money? Because it's unconstitutional, pie. Our treasury is supposed to create our money, but now the Fed controls the printing of America's money. Nobody gets a friggin' dollar that the Fed didn't print. So, they print the money, then they loan it to the government, then they charge the government interest, and then the government taxes you to pay for it. Wake up, pal! God, I, I don't see what the big deal is. You know you're right, pal. Wait a minute. Wait, I am? Yeah. I forget how effective they are at keeping you ignorant. Oh, that's okay. Hey, I'm not ignorant. Do you even know what money is, Pa? In the long, long ago, people bought it. They traded things they had for things they wanted. I'll trade you my raspberries for that there pot pie. I don't want your berries. Come on, Pa. Those sweet berries. They're not sweet, they're old, and I don't like berries. Give me that pot pie! No! As you can see, this modern situation created some problems. Then one day, a goldsmith walked up and said... Now, everybody thinks gold is valuable, so why doesn't everybody trade gold for things they need? 
price was set for gold, and now it was very easy to conduct commerce because people could trade gold for all the things they needed. Armin! Wow! Look at all my gold! Hey! Hey, stop them! That's my gold! Damn, thieves! Say there, pile. I've got a vaulted cigars. I can keep your gold safe for you. For a small fee. Yeah, sure, that'd be awesome. You see, pile. This is how the first bank made money. There you go, Pile. I owe you 100 gold coins. Okay, great. Come back anytime and redeem your gold when you want it. It'll be right here in my vault. Now you're holding the very first paper money, Pile. Wow, this is great. It all makes sense. Oh, that's right. It was good. And everybody started using IOUs because everybody knew the IOU was as good as gold. Wow, this candy is really a good price. One IOU. <laughs> I'm getting some more for later. Hey, wait a minute. It was just one IOU. Ten IOUs for chocolate? You can't just raise prices like that. Oh, the candy man can. Oh, the candy man can. Wait, that is just freaking wrong. It's called inflation, pile. It makes your IOUs worth less and less until they are worth nothing. Less bang for the buck, dollar ain't what it used to be. But I worked hard and I baked all those pot pies. Now I have to work harder to make less? That's not fair. Oh, if you think that's not fair, you're gonna love the next part. What's he doing? How do banks make money, pile? Uh, by making more loans? Oh, that's right. He's good. See, he prints more IOUs without any more gold, loans them out for interest, makes a pretty penny, and nobody is the wiser. Unless everybody wanted their gold back at the same time. No, 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 no. Th that's my gold. Not anymore. What are you talking about? I'd like to redeem my IOUs, please. Thank you very much. Hey! Bringing people together. See, they all found out he was stealing, made a run of the bank, and demanded their gold. But as you can see, they ain't no gold to get. Herman! Don't worry, Pop. Back in these times, vengeance is yours. Three things in this world you don't do. Never mess with another man's woman. Never mess with another man's ego. And most importantly, you never mess with another man's money. Else, a man will mess with you. My God! You hung him? Yes, Pi. Oh, we hung him. We hung him high. And do you know why? Well, because he was a thief? Because, Pile, an evil invention was born. Man discovered how to turn worthless paper into gold. Thus was invented the ultimate machine to steal real money and enslave all the nations on Earth. Now, come on. You're just being dramatic. I, I mean, I lost my house, but... What is that? Explain. A nuclear power plant? Mm-hmm. Produces lots of electricity and little pollution. An invention for the good of humanity. Okay, but what's this have to do with... Three, two... Holy atomic energy! A discovery more powerful than anything man had yet conceived. It can be used for good or evil. Now! Unlike...
Like Einstein, the goldsmith's discovery has been kept a closely guarded secret. It was never intended for you to see. This discovery is called Fractional Reserve Banking. In the wrong hands, it's more powerful than the nuclear bomb in its ability to completely and utterly destroy a nation who is subjected to its perversion. No, 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 no. It is time we stop this evil secret and the men behind it. You're being ridiculous. Before America is destroyed forever. He didn't leave it, Pat. No, 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 no. I just want my dog back. Damn it. That's it. I give up. Let them live in chains. No, Hartman. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Thomas Jefferson? Mr. President, how do I get him to understand? As we did, son, remain vigilant. Too many have hidden the truth and the light of our liberty dims with every passing day. Quickly, take my horse. Show him. Wait, show me what? Where are we going? Stallion of Libertad! Bravo the Holy Wind! Oh, where are we? Battle of Waterloo! Hold on, we gotta get through! A money machine! There it is! Hey, is that the same people? Rich banker men from Germany flying under the banner of the Red Sheep. They finance both sides of the war. We must hurry! That's him, the Red Shield Courier! Shoot him! No! I'm not shooting anyone. Damn it, Pop! What? He beat everyone back with the news of the war and told England that Napoleon won. The Red Shield bankers of London pretended that England was doomed and started selling their English stocks. The English went into a selling frenzy to get rid of worthless English money. But the English won, right? Of course they won. But it was a trick by Red Shield. They waited until the stocks plummeted to pennies and then bought England back for nearly nothing. What? Did it, Dad? How? When the English leaders found out, they had no choice but to give themselves over to the Red Shield. Their money was gone and they were slaves to the Red Shield war debt. Since that time, the English have been paying their national taxes directly to the Red Shield private bankers. The people have no idea. But the bankers bragged about what they did to us, laughing at us all the way to the bank. Why, it's the best business I've ever done. If I can control a nation's wealth, I care not who makes its laws. Oh, is this what Jefferson wanted to show me? No, Look. They're in America, too? The Red Shield Banks are here, Pop. Seeking a way to conquer our American dream. The dream you have, huh? The dream of free men. They tried to take over our country many times and failed because Jefferson and the Patriots vowed to stop the evil tyrants at all costs. By authority of eternal God, he would not let the bankers win again. To preserve our independence, we must not let our rulers load us with perpetual debt. We must make our choice between economy and liberty or profusion and servitude. Wow. I place economy among the first and most important of Republican virtues, and public debt is the greatest of the dangers to be feared. It is incumbent on every generation to pay its own debts as it goes. We must have a central bank to secure this country's finances. 
If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their money, first by inflation and then by deflation, the banks and corporations that will grow up around them will deprive the people of their property until their children will wake up homeless on the very continent their fathers conquered. Jefferson, you're mad. This country will have a central bank. Who's that? America's first secretary of treasury. Alexander Hamilton? Not for long. Aaron Burr, Thomas Jefferson's vice president. They didn't take too kindly to our first sick treasury. Sweet shot, Burr. The first attempt at the central bank only lasted 20 years and we shut it down. But the bankers tried again against old Hickory President Andrew Jackson. You are a den of vapors and thieves. I intend to rout you out, and by the eternal God, I will rout you out. After surviving an assassination attempt, Jackson finally defeated the bank in 1836. When asked what was the greatest accomplishment in his life, old Hickory replied, I killed the bank. And those were his last words. I killed the bank. And with real money backed with real gold, our country experienced the greatest boom in any nation's history. Oh, it was beautiful, pal. But the bankers, greedy for more power and wealth, were concocting their most ambitious plan yet to once and for all take control of the finances of the United States. In 1910, a secret meeting was held at the J.P. Morgan estate on Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia. This meeting was so secretive, so concealed from government and public knowledge, that the ten attendees used code names. I am clearly the richest man, so I should be the one to run the super-secret central bank. I own all the oil in America. I'm clearly richer than you will ever be, hula girl. I should run the super-secret central bank. You're nothing compared to me, lube job. I shall run the secret bank. Silence! Supreme Master Leader, I didn't know you were gonna be here. I'm not. Neither are you, dumbass. Oh, yeah, right, right. He's so smart. None of you shall run the bank. We have failed in the past because of openness. This time, the key to success is secrecy. The people must believe that they run the bank. Yes, brilliant! A sneak attack. What's the plan? We first create panic, then we show them the solution. With our man in office and well-planned timing, we will have our central bank. And so the people think it is theirs. We shall christen it Federal. The Federal Reserve. <laughs> they struck on December 23rd, 1913. When most of our Congress were at home eating fruitcake, these bastards, I mean bankers, presented their treasonous act to their newly elected accomplice, Woodrow Wilson, who had fortuitously already agreed to sign it before he was even elected. Wait, the IRS? I thought we always had the IRS. No, pile. They did this to us, too. The Fed now has the exclusive power to print America's money. They loan this money to our banks and our government at interest, putting immediate debt on our own money, printing more and more, so each dollar they print becomes worth less than the one before. 
Merry Christmas. What in the hell is that? That pie is how our government now must pay back these debts to the Fed. Your taxes do not go to your government. They don't? It's the greatest theft in human history. But... Okay, I mean, I sort of get what you're saying, but it's all so confusing. And really, Hartman, I don't see how it affects me at all. If I had more money, none of this would have happened. Hartman? $19.55? Wow, what are we doing here? Oh, a little bit of shopping. Here, hold this. Down on the gas? Twenty three cents. Postage stamp? Three cents. Elsa Gold? Thirty-five dollars. Hot baby. Priceless. Best be getting that. Hey, Hartman! I need my car, man! Oh, was that Michael J? Yeah, he'll be fine. Now, Pyle, would you agree that you have the same exact things you had in 1955? Yeah, one stamp, one gallon of gas, one ounce of gold, and one home. Wow, we just made a lot of money! Right, 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 right. Hey! Gotta pay your taxes. Bet it's nice to have made all that money. Wait, that isn't fair. Now I actually have less money. I, I can't even go buy the things I just sold. The IRS and the Fed's inflation work together, pile. They aren't just taxing gain, they are taxing their inflation. You are no richer than you were in 1955. Now does that sound fair or American to you? Yeah, but I mean, who doesn't hate taxes? I hate the IRS anyway. Pile. The higher they make the inflation, the more your money they take. It's thievery. You're not paying taxes on any more. You are paying taxes on the same. And now, you have less. They take our property away right in front of our eyes, just like Thomas Jefferson said they would. What's that? They found us. Quick, my sword. What sword? Banking machine, I'll condemn you to die, damn it. Die! Pile! The bogey on my nine! Take him at his knees! For well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. What's happening? Where am I? I believe perhaps you understand now, Pyle, but you are afraid. JFK, Hartman, what does this have to do with my house and my dog? Oh, okay, that's enough. I, I want to go home now. This is the last president to stand up to the Fed. You must see. On June 4, 1963, President Kennedy signed Executive Order 11110. This executive order empowered the U.S. Treasury to issue real money without the Fed. It would have worked. Kennedy's plan to dismantle the Federal Reserve machine had begun. But six months later, John F. Kennedy went to Dallas and never returned. No way. No way they could do that. The new president, Lyndon Johnson, threw out Kennedy's order. Since JFK, no president has dared confront the secret powers behind the Federal Reserve. They consolidate bigger and bigger banks, print more and more money accountable to no one, decimating our nation's wealth for the benefit of a few. Why? 
Why do this? If they hurt us, it hurts the global bankers too. No, Vile. They are protected. They are too big to fail. But I'm not. Those sons of bitches! Mm, sons of bitches all. OK， 欢迎你回到我们的客人中来。当你看完了这段影片，你已经大致上了解我所要跟你分享金钱的历史。而我要告诉你的事情是，金钱游戏的第一个陷阱是什么？金钱游戏的第一个陷阱是，金钱就像一艘破了洞的船，无论你拥有多少破洞的船，到最后我们只会被水给淹没，因为它会不断的损失价值。而且历史上所有的这些钞票，到最后都会归到零的价值。我们在刚刚的影片中，我们学到了一些知识。早期的钞票是建立在保险库中的黄金、白银或其他原物料上面，但到了后期，经过一些微妙的改变之后，我们手上的钞票已经和实际有价值的事物去脱离关系。可是呢，我们从以前到现在就认为这张纸就是金钱，我们以为这张纸是有价值的东西。到了数位时代，金钱变成一连串的数字。只需要在银行电脑上输入一些数字，我们银行账户就会快速的拥有金钱，这是银行所操作的手法。所以，金钱成为一场让我们无法赢的游戏。我们迷失在这个里面，我们掉入了许多的陷阱里面，也造成了我所说的五大匮乏。因为我们不了解金钱，所以我们根本不知道如何去创造金钱。就好像我们不知道怎么样踢足球，所以我们不可能在足球的这个比赛里面赢得胜利。而且，我们发现了限制性信念。可是却只有改变我们的感受，而没有跳脱出金钱游戏的陷阱里面，所以变得好像在安慰自己一样。我们可能吸引到一笔钱，但没过了多久，它又立刻消失。恐惧、怀疑、不安继续找上我们。我们不知道，也没有方法。就像《心灵书籍》里面说的一样，我们不知道如何随时随地都能创造财富。我们不知道如何快乐的去创造金钱，因为我们仍然困在。别人所创造的金钱游戏里面，那么为什么这个会让我们的钱像破了洞的船一样，价值越来越少呢？我相信你一定听过一个词，这个词汇叫做通货膨胀。通货膨胀就是银行透过政府，就是像我们在影片中所说的方式，他们透透过钞票不断的去增加，所以我们手上钞票的价值就会越来越被稀释。这就好像当我们把黄金给融了。然后加入一些其他金属跟铁呀、啊，或是一些不是黄金的金属，那这个黄金就变成不是纯的黄金，它的价值就不如纯金这么高。我们在财富扩张力要讨论的，并不是要追究这个一直印钞票这个问题的责任，我们相反的，我们要透过学习跟了解这些现象，我们重新拿起我们创造财富的责任，我们要学会如何脱离这场金钱游戏，并且创造属于你自己的财富的游戏。跳露出金钱游戏的陷阱。接下来我们要了解第二个金钱游戏的陷阱。这个游戏的陷阱叫做：我们无意识地接受了自己不了解金钱的事实。我们无意识接受自己不了解金钱的事实。无论在思考或是情绪上面，你可能会说：“哎，我对金钱很了解啊，我对财务状况是非常了解的、啊。”我想跟你说的是。什么叫做扩张的状态？什么叫扩张的状态？学习呢有分几个阶段。第一个阶段叫做无意识的无能力，在这个阶段里面，我们会想要学一个新的技能，但是我们还没开始，所以我们并不会
意识到这件事情到底有多么的困难。接下来我们开始学了之后，我们就会来到第二个阶段，叫做有意识的无能力。比方说，今天我们可能打篮球，然后呢，我们要学会三步上篮，但是呢，我们试了很多遍，就会发现，哎，原来没有像。哦，可能漫画上面说的，或者是没有像这些那么厉害的运动员所表现的一样，这么容易就把球投到篮筐里面去。所以在这个阶段，我们意识到了我们自己是没有这个能力的。那接下来，当我们持续学习下去，我们就来到第三个阶段，叫做有意识的有能力。有意识的有能力，也就是我们开始透过一些老师的指导，透过一些教练或朋友的指导，我们开始学会三步上篮的三个步骤到底是哪三个步骤。在这个步骤，我们就是遇到有意识、有能力的这个阶段。而当我们持续的重复这个有意识、有能力的这个行为、这个行动的时候，我们就会进展到第四个学习的阶段，叫做无意识的有能力。无意识的有能力，就好像我们开车一样，刚开始的时候我们会觉得，哎，开车好像不太顺，不太会停车。但是到后来，我我们可以边开车边听音乐，甚至边开车边跟旁边的人讲话。我们已经没有意识到，我们自己是有能力做这件事情，它已经变成习惯、成自然的。我要跟你分享的是，重点是有意识到这四个字，有意识到这四个字。为什么呢？如果我们有意识到，我们就会去做一些跟过去截然不同的事情来去学习。但是，就是因为我们没有意识到，所以我们的财富没有持续的去。扩张，在我们刚刚所说的那个四个阶段里面，无意识的无能力跟无意识的有能力，这两个阶段是完全学不到的东西的，因为这两个阶段是没有意识的。只有第二个阶段跟第三个阶段，也就是有意识无能力跟有意识的有能力，这两个阶段才是真正能够学到东西的状态。为什么没有察觉到我们不了解金钱的这件事情呢？在保险库的管理人他进化成为银行家之后。我们发现有许多的词汇被创造了出来，比如说像债务，比如说像利息、信用卡、贷款利率、复利、月付账单、零头起款，这么多许许多多的创造物跟词汇，我们并不是天生被设计来去处理这些虚拟的数字，它们不像实体的原物料的价值这么容易被理解。然后呢，会发生什么样的事情？我们大多数人的心理。跟我们的智能就会开始放弃去学会这些东西，然后就想说啊，管他的贷款利率啊，管他那么多，反正每个月分期和轻松付就好，或者是啊，零头期款就很棒啦。这些东西、这些词汇、这些我们没有办法理解的这些这些字语，它让我们失去了正确计算的能力、正确学习的能力。这感觉就好像我以前读一些经济学的东西。我被那一大堆的名词跟公式给淹没，然后后来我遇到经济学，我就啊放弃，我根本就不适合是读经济学的料。可是，在出社会之后，这样的思想跟情绪，有可能会让我真的开始放弃掉财务领域的知识跟累积。所以，当我们学会开车的时候，你可以去思考一下，可以去想象一下，如果我们学会开车，即使我们年纪大了一些，但是我们仍然会开车的技基本的技能。可是，许多人退休了之后呢？他们因为会存款越来越少，开始害怕。他们在金钱的游戏里面、陷阱里面，已经陷入进去很久了，所以他们没有累积足够的创造财富的知识，所以他们会活在节省、节省开销、量入为出的恐惧里面。我的问题是。
你会不会害怕，在你人生中的某个时期，你在财务上建立财富上面，仍然都没有独立，还是你完全没有意识到这一点？或者是你会不会害怕，你在未来无法照顾你自己，还是你还是没意识到这一点？面对这些，我们可以有的选择是两个：有些人会开始抱怨别人、抱怨环境、抱怨工作、抱怨一切他们可以抱怨的事情；有些人呢？不一样，他们开始有意识的学习成长，他们开始正式的面对这些问题，接受自己对这些知识的不了解，因为他们开始进入到有意识的无能力这个阶段，这个就是财富扩张的开始。现在有一个很基本的提问，我们可以来测试一下我们对于财富、金钱的这个基本的观念。这个问题是：如果你今天想用信用卡来买一个东西。那这个东西的定价呢，蛮高的，所以呢，你想用分期，我想问你是，你会如何计算？到底这个分期付款，它实际上到底花了你多少钱？我再问一遍，这个分期付款的这个东西，它实际上到底花了你多少钱？一般人面对这个问题都会说，哦，如果每个月要付一万二，那实际上我花的就是每个月付的那个价格啊，你知道吗？这就是一个很巨大的陷阱跟思考的错误。你听到这里，可能会说：“哦，我知道了，重点是不要分期付利息嘛，对不对？不要分期付款，我们要用一次付清的价格，对不对？”也不对，因为这两个都是一样的思考方式。我们要学会的思考方式，应该是像富裕人士他们的思考方式一样。我们问一个问题：如果我现在不花这笔钱，而把这笔钱投资在某个会赚钱的项目。几年后，它会变成多少钱？我们要问的问题是这个，有一个小小的小传说哦，是关于华伦巴菲特的。他曾经是世界首富嘛，那现在他仍然是呃很有名的一个富豪。他说：“他说我就是没有办法让自己去买一台一辆新车，甚至在我知道买这辆新车之后，将会让我在未来的时间损失百万美元。”什么意思呢？比方说，我们每个月支付一万两千元去买一台新车，我们以为一辆新车是一百四十四万 ，OK。可是呢，如果我们拿着一万两千元去投资在复利十趴的地方上面，投资十年，它可能是两百四十万，超过两百多万这样的金额。所以实际上，一辆新车它花了我们未来的价值是将近有两百五十万。如果当我们有意识到财富的这个知识，我们在创造财富上，我们就能够学到，然后我们才可以得到。如果我们没有意识到自己没有创造财富的知识，我们就会重复一样的错误，因为我们无意识自己是无能力的，所以我们没有学到，就更不可能得到。很多人他们不知道这个价值计算的方式，他们在未来，也就是可能三十年后，才突然惊醒，才突然开始抱怨环境跟外在的状况，他们没有机会。用我们现在所跟你分享这个思考方式来看事情，我们再来回顾一下这个金钱游戏的陷阱是什么？这金钱游戏陷阱就是我们无意识的接受自己不了解金钱的事实，我们并不够了解它，但是我们每个人都有能力能够搞清楚这件事情，我们每个人都有能力能够创造自己的财富。你要知道的是，情绪性的冲动购买
，并不等于我们所学到的心灵成长的随心所欲。情绪性的冲动性购买，并不等于我们在心灵成长所学到的 follow your heart。情绪性的冲动购买，也不等于跟随我们的内在指引。关于这一点。我们在这段课程里面，因为不够时间去谈太多，我们在之后有机会再慢慢提到。但现在你只要记住一件事情，那就是使用金钱会让你失去更多的金钱，因为金钱游戏的第一个陷阱叫做金钱的船有非常非常多的破洞。当你持有很多钱的时候，因为感觉啊你很有钱，但后来当你再次失去它的时候。就像当我们没有船的时候一样，我们会非常慌张；而当我们又上了另外一艘船，以为安全了，却完全不知道这艘船本身是有非常多破洞的，甚至我们不晓得为什么这艘船之后会沉，我们找不到它的原因。比方说，我们使用信用卡，我们用贷款去买东西；当我们分期付款，它可能会产生利息，会可能会产生手续的费用，可能提款、汇款都会有手续费用以及其他的一些小小的费用，像是税啊之类的在里面。任何时候。只要我们将我们的工作时间转换成钱，当我们把这些东西卖出去换成钱，它就会不断的损失价值。使用钱会让你失去金钱。接下来我们要聊聊一件事情，它叫做什么？它叫做亿万富翁们都知道的事情，但我们却不知道的事情。我不知道你有没有注意到过，呃，富比士排行榜上面的亿万富翁，他们从来都不是用现金，都不是用 cash。都不是用钞票来计算他们的身价，什么意思呢？亿万富翁他们不会将金钱，也就是我们现在可能平方里面有的那个纸钞，他们不会把这个当做真正的财富。为什么他们不会用金钱，也不会用纸钞来建立跟保存他们的价值呢？因为他们用资产来建立跟保存财富，而不是用所谓的金钱。大多数的富裕人士，他们不会将金钱看成他们的财富。为什么？因为他们很懂创造财富的游戏，他们会创造他们会赢的财富游戏。现在，让我们回顾一下我们在这堂课里面所学到一些东西。第一个就是金钱游戏的陷阱，它叫做金钱就像一艘破了洞的船，无论你拥有多少破洞的船，我们最终只会被水给淹没。第二个金钱游戏的陷阱叫做：我们无意识的接受自己不了解金钱的事实。当价值跟金钱它是一个有形的实体，像是原物料，或是像是鞋子，或像是黄金白银，我们会很容易了解这件事情的价值。但是当它变成无形的数字，我们几乎不了解它的规则。我们甚至被别人和许多的名词所搞混，这让我们在心理上、在情绪上开始拥有许多的困扰以及困惑。所以最关键的问题是我们如何离开这场游戏？我们如何创造自己能赢的游戏呢？在数千年以来啊，在非洲的原住民，他们都会利用一个技巧来捕捉猴子。怎么样捕捉呢？猎人会先找到一棵树，那树干上有一个小洞，然后呢，他们会在树洞里面去放一些水果或是一些坚果，然后他们会发现，当猴子经过了。看到树里面的水果之后，他们就会把手伸到这个树洞里面去抓住水果和坚果。这个时候，猴子的拳头因为握住了这么多水果和坚果，所以他们没有办法从树洞中拔出来，所以他们的手就被卡在这个洞穴里面。他们不懂得要放掉手中的水果跟坚果，他们反而做了什么样的事情？
，猴子这个动物它反而拼命的扭动，拼命的旋转它的手背，反正就是一直拉，一直扯，但是就是不肯放手。所以当非洲的原住民他们回头去检查的时候，他们就可以很轻松的把猴子抓到。其实人类跟猴子真的很像，我们一辈子都成为薪水或者是金钱游戏的一些奴隶，就好像当我们没有钱的时候，我们完全没有意识到。我们自己落入了金钱游戏的陷阱里面。我们对于某些根深蒂固的想法跟情绪，我们紧抓着不放，就像紧抓着水果的猴子一样。我们紧抓着过去的策略、跟过去的方法、跟过去所学到的东西，可是没有发现，这就像剥洋葱一样，没有抓到核心的问题。我们紧抓着金钱游戏不放。过去我也一样，现在这个游戏里面，甚至在我创业的时候，我也一样在一个金钱游戏的陷阱里面。可是现在，我已经决定要按照新的方式去创造属于自己的财富游戏。我要说的是，现在换你了。你已经学习开始了解这场金钱游戏的陷阱，你开始知道了解创造财富的终极法则。就像我所说过的一样，当你越了解，当你越知道这些知识，你就越会有力量。所以今天我们要开始做一个非常简单的练习。今天的练习呢，我要请你做的事情是拿出你的白纸。跟笔或者你的笔记本，请你回答下面这三个问题。第一个问题是，你在今天的课程中学到最多的收获是什么呢？请仔细的回想一下，你也可以再看这段影片，再看第二遍也都可以。OK， 第二个问题是，回想你的人生当中，你在什么地方它让你损失了非常多的金钱？这是第二个问题。第三个问题是。你在哪里玩这场金钱的游戏呢？而你因为不了解这场游戏的陷阱，你损失了多少？你又损失了多久呢 ？OK， 这是我们今天的练习。就像我们说的，唯有进入到有意识的无能力跟有意识的有能力这两个阶段里面，我们才是真正的开始财富扩张的旅程。透过今天的课程，你将越来越了解金钱跟财富。你已经开始做好准备，在下一堂课，我们会更深入的跟你探讨，到底什么根深蒂固的原因，造成你吸引金钱的五大匮乏以及解决的方法。那我们在下一堂课见喽，拜拜。